Welcome to the Movie Planet. This week we're talking about 1987's Spaceballs. With Joe. I always have coffee when I watch radar. You know that. Of course I do, sir. Everybody knows that. Of course we do, sir. And Joel. How many assholes we got on this ship anyhow? Yo! You knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. And Sam. You have the ring. And I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. I'm your host, Joe, and with me are the Lone Star and Barf, to my dark helmet, Sam and Joel. How are you guys doing? Great. Doing well. It's a pleasure to have you guys back, Sam especially. Welcome On back. On a snowy, icy day. Glad you, glad you could sub in for our, our uh, compatriot, JC, who is home, attending to family duties. Mm. He's taking care of the family. The wife went up to town. He's with the boy. Got to step up. Probably indoctrinating him with Warcraft. <laughs> At least As we're doing a movie he's never seen. Should. They're doing a movie he's never seen before. Yeah, there so you go. He's not missing out on anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, he'll be back next week for a review of Newsies. It was going to be this week, but we accommodate the ones we love on the show. We're looking for your triumphant return, JC. But let's not wait any longer. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Spaceballs. Heard of you? Who hasn't heard of yogurt? Yogurt the wise. Yogurt the all powerful. Yogurt the magnificent. Please, please, don't make a fuss. I'm just plain yogurt. But you're the one. Yes. I am the keeper of a greater magic. A power known throughout the universe as the... The Force? No. The Schwartz. The Schwartz. Yes. The Schwartz. But yogurt, what is this place? What is it that you do here? Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. <laughs> Come, walk this way. Take a look. We put the picture's name on everything. Merchandising, merchandising. Where the real money from the movie is made. Spaceballs, the T-shirt. Spaceballs, the coloring book. Spaceballs, the lunchbox. Spaceballs, the breakfast cereal. Spaceballs, the flamethrower. The kids love this one. Last but not least, Spaceballs, the doll. Me. May the Schwartz be with you. Adorable. All right, this week we are taking on Mel Brooks's sci-fi spoof from 1987, Spaceballs. Starring Mel Brooks as President Scrooge and Yogurt. Who knew he was dually talented like that? Uh, John Candy as Barf. Rick Moranis as Dark Hel Helmet. Bill Pullman as Lone Star. Daphne Zuniga. Is it Zuniga or Zuniga? I don't care. I she's, don't she's, she's, she's Princess Vespa. Yeah. Uh, Dick Van Patten as King Roland. George Weiner as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Which I finally got that joke after all these years. Are you kidding me? I was a What's kid that, last Colonel time I Sanders? Saw I was chicken. chicken. <laughs> I was like, last time I saw this film, I was a kid. And Joan Rivers as Dot Matrix. Now, we should play a game here. Dead or alive? Okay, you ready? Mel Brooks. Alive. Alive. John Candy. Dead. Rick Dead. Moranis. Alive. Alive. Bill Pullman. Alive. Who's that? He was the president of Independence Day. Alive. <laughs> Daphne Zuniga. Uh, 
mom? I couldn't think of anything Dead. else I knew her from. She's alive. <laughs> Dick Van Patten. Who's that? Trying to see again. He was the king, King Roland. Oh, dead. Uh, dead. <laughs> okay. George Weiner as Colonel Sanders. Thank I'm you for giving me the characters. <laughs> I'm awful with names. <laughs> Alive. Yes. Also, yeah. Joan Rivers. Dead. R.I.P. You fabulous bitch. <laughs> so like half his cast is dead. Man. Yeah. Just thirty years later. Mel Brooks. Dude, he's. I yeah. saw his. He just recently did a comedians in cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. Oh, did he did. really? <laughs> it's yeah. him and. Uh, Oh, it's two guys. Just go put him and Larry David in a car together. That'd be fun. Mm. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Keep reading. I'll come up okay. with it later. A little trivia to start this movie off. This movie was made for $22.7 million and raked in $38 million domestically. Ow! Nice little take-in for a comedy. It was yeah. Carl Reiner. It was Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks together. It was a good episode. That it sounds like a good episode. I've watched no, that. Are we playing the trivia, or are you just listing off trivia? I'm listing off trivia. Okay, so it was $5 million less because he paid off George Lucas $5 million. Yes, he did. Yeah, because so only raked he in twenty or sorry, uh, thirty-two. Tw- yeah, thirty-three. You said thirty-five. Thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> dink dink. Okay. <laughs> the, the scene in which Dark Helmet is playing with his dolls was not in the script. Director Mel Brooks came up with the idea on the set one day and told it to Rick Moranis, who then improvised the entire scene, including the dialogue. <laughs> Let's keep in mind this is the second time we've heard of Rick Moranis giving us one of the most classic scenes in a comedy. The first being the party scene from Ghostbusters, He's where so he improvised oh that entire good. scene. He did? Yes. Are you kidding me? Who right. brought okay. the dog? <laughs> the genius of Rick Moranis. Uh, the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars makes a cameo appearance in this movie. Given a close look at the exterior shot of the space diner, it can be spotted parked there among the other space vehicles. No way. <laughs> no way. Uh, George Lucas got a chance to read the script before production began and loved it so much that he decided to have his special effects company, Industrial Light and Magic, help make the film. What, a, what a guy. Good for him. What a guy. Yeah, if there's anything we've heard about George Lucas so far in all those movies we, we find, we've listened to, he is one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, Rick Moranis suggested John Candy for the role of Barf. Wow, nice. That was a good cam or a good shot right there. And what the bar- has he been up to? John Candy? No, Rick Moranis. Oh, he he retired. His wife got cancer, got really sick, and he retired to take care of her. Oh, I didn't realize what that. What a great guy. Yeah, uh, those Canadians, man. I mean, just nice, Canadian. nice people. Uh, the barf costume was operated by three people. Wow. John Candy operated Barf's yeah. tail using a hidden control in his paw, while two assistants each controlled an ear. <laughs> One assistant <Yep>. per ear. <laughs> Candy's costume was powered by a 30-pound battery that he wore on his back. <laughs> oh, by the way, the scene where he sit, stands up and he goes, ooh, that's going to leave a mark, that was completely improv because that was not supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lone Star says he was born somewhere in the Ford Galaxy. <laughs> 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 this is a do- <laughs> This is a double allusion to a model of car produced by the Ford Company, the Ford Galaxy 500, and Harrison Ford of the Star Wars movies. That's amazing. (laughs) Princess Vespa's name is a joke in itself because Vespa is the Italian word for wasp. In North American slang, the term wasp can connote a white, vainglorious person of high breeding. White Anglo Saxon Protestants. (laughs) Emory and Henry College in Virginia, their nicknames are the wasps, and they are a Methodist (laughs) college. That's about right. They don't hide it. No, no. There is a ton more trivia. I mean, th- th- these spoof movies are full of them, but uh, we're not going to get into Here it all. Go. What was the same? Is it? <coughs> which famous movie did Spaceballs share its soundstage with? Oh, I don't know. 
I don't. I can't recall. Wizard of Oz. No way. And they would find little yellow bricks here and there. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what's your history with this movie, Sam? My history. Uh, had a friend in elementary school who we I carpooled with him every day. And he had one of the coolest vans ever. It had a DVD player. Oh, one of those vans. Oh yeah. Those so are the days when that we was would big. watch. We would watch <laughs> Big Daddy. We would watch <laughs> Star Wars Jedi, the Return of the Jedi, and we would watch Spaceballs. Okay. And never have I ever laughed so hard as a kid, except for watching that asshole scene. <laughs> Ever. He's an asshole, sir. Major asshole. <laughs> Who hired him? What about him? I did, sir. He's, He's my, my cousin. brother. <laughs> Who the hell is that? He's an asshole, too, sir. <laughs> How many assholes we got on this thing? Hey. Oh. <laughs> Surrounded by a bunch of assholes. Keep firing, assholes. <laughs> just crying on the floor. Sorry, that was my history. Just watching that movie over and over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Joel, what's your history with this movie? This, <laughs> I've probably seen Spaceballs more than I've seen Star Wars. <laughs> because this is exactly why I would watch comedies more than anything else, because this is what me and my friends would do. Someone would be like, talk about that scene, and then one person would quote it, and then we would end up just going through the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> but similar to you, um, Spaceballs was always one of the DVDs that if I ever took on a trip with me on a vacation or oh anything, yeah. I would just, I had a backpack that had like, DVD player, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I would just, it was like Spaceballs, I think, Waterboy, or, yeah, Waterboy, Happy Gilmore. It was just those dumb comedies yeah. that you could enjoy watching a million times. What would Spaceballs be rated today? <laughs> today, yeah. I would, you know what, there's no. Do they drop the F-bomb? I don't think they dropped the They F -bomb. don't. There's no nudity in it. <laughs> I'm, oh, <laughs> they do say shit. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna guess PG-13. Yeah, I'm gonna go PG-13 as well. Yeah, what was what, what yeah. was it rated? PG. PG. But oh, yeah. a lot of Mel Brooks movies, it was when it was just G, mm -hmm. PG, R. Yeah, there was no PG-13. So that's why Blazing Saddles got away with what it got away. Oh with. my god, <laughs> so bad. Wait, what was that? Is it PG? Blazing Saddles. Oh is PG. yeah. I think, Are you kidding me? That movie wouldn't get made today. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, no, absolutely. Uh, Where the white women at? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> um, I think. My my history with this movie, I, I think you're right because my parents showed me that movie when I was a very young child, and they didn't yeah. let me watch a lot of radar films except mm -hmm. The Matrix. And that's about it. Because this one, because this movie has a little bit of language in it too. Because I remember watching, and be like, oh, I didn't know you could say that in a PG movie. And that's when my parents educated me that PG thirteen didn't exist. Yeah. Well. Huh. Yeah. I, I can't remember when PG thirteen actually be became something for the MPAA. For some reason, I eighty seven. For some reason, I think there was a Spielberg movie Look that, that inspired it. What was it? When the when, when did, did PG thirteen come into play? Come into play. Uh, I first saw this movie. I can't even remember when. I want to say around third grade. And I was knee-deep in my Star Wars love. And when I saw this, I was like, this is even better. Uh, th this is everything that I love about it. And I saw every illusion. I Pizza saw ev everything. <gasps> and I loved the references to other movies that I had seen around the same time. For instance, Alien. Yes. Which I which had we talked no about idea. my experience with. I had no idea <laughs> that he played the exact same character, <laughs> the exact same death. 
Which made it that much better. Even better. He's the only one returning, but everybody else is a trope of that cast. Yes. <laughs> it's around him in the yes. bar. <laughs> Every single one. Okay. The first PG-13 movie on this day in 19... 19- I said 87. Wait. I said 87. What do you say? I'm going to say 89. On August 10th, 1984, the action thriller Red Dawn, starring Patrick Swayze, opens in theaters as the first movie to be released with a PG-13 rating. There we go. Now, here are eight PG movies that drop the F-bomb. Goonies is in there, I'm sure. Um, No, Goonies says pussy, doesn't it? Yeah. Eight is Gremlins. Er, this is this should not have been eight. Okay, this got switched <laughs> up in translation. This says eight PG rated movies. It should not have been rated PG. Okay, but uh, well, whatever. Goonies should have been rated PG. Number seven, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Where yeah, the face it's disturbing. Melts off. It's disturbing. It scared the hell out of me. Okay, uh, Beetlejuice. That wasn't PG thirteen. Nope. Nice fucking model. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy dearest. Oh, real? Well, that w- that's an older movie. Joan Collins. I get, yeah, I get that. I Jaws. Oh, for sure. That should have been, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wizards. Wi- I don't know. Oh, Waverly Place? Watership Down? I don't know. No, that's a hard, that's an animated fil- feature. Poltergeist. Yeah, Nessie? Watership Down? No. No, that's about bunnies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Poltergeist is their number one. Yeah, Poltergeist should have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Blazing Saddles was actually rated R, I think. Okay. See, I would believe that. Yeah. History of the World, I would believe PG. But Blazing Saddles, there's enough yeah. racial <laughs> <laughs> implications there. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they drop a certain word quite liberally in that yes. film. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... I saw this, yeah, a nine, ten years old. It, it encompassed everything that I loved about these science fiction movies, and I remember. I think I'd memorized this film by the time I was ten. I was all in. Now, have you have you seen a Mel Brooks film before that one? No. Okay. That was my first one, and then after uh. that, I believe the next one I saw was Men in Tights. Uh, and it wasn't until I was in college that I saw Blazing Saddles. Uh, and then from Blazing Saddles, I went backwards even further, and I went to uh, Young Frankenstein. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's <laughs> brilliant. He's a genius. <laughs> We'll go over all the titles when they go to the VCR section of this movie. (laughs) Gosh, Young Frankenstein, that would have been a good Halloween. Yeah. The rates will go up. (laughs) The rates, of course, have gone up. (laughs) Fred Bullard. Okay, we're going to go with the synopsis of this movie, uh, and we'll probably drag our feet doing it. Uh, The movie opens with a Star Wars-esque text (laughs) on the screen that informs the viewer of the war between planet Druidia and planet Spaceball. Druidia has been at peace for some time now and has managed to stop planet Spaceball in their tracks by constructing a giant air shield around the planet, which apparently Disney used for Rogue One. (laughs) 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 I wonder if the combination to the Rogue One planet was one, two, three, four, five... That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) The same combination of my luggage. Planet Spaceball has been in an air shortage ever since, and the numbers are reaching critical levels. And thanks to Mel Brooks, you quickly learn whether you need glasses or not. (laughs) Yes, you can still read this. (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact they just pilfer right away. They're like, okay, we're doing it. We're We're grabbing this trailer right here, and we're going. Uh, I love the fact that they use the special music. It does sound like Star Wars music-ish. 
little Someone's Jaws. But but the the theme music while they're playing the the crawl. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, the theme song. Even the, like, like when Star they're, Wars Superman. When they're, <laughs> yeah, when they're crashing down onto uh, that Tatooine like planet, mm-hmm. it's very. Um, um, oh my gosh! Why am I spacing on his name? I don't know. The com- uh, composer John, John Williams. John, it's very John Williams esque. Yeah. Very John. It's like it's very convincing to be a Star Wars film. We are shown the outline of an extremely large ship. <laughs> my gosh! I was. Dying. The end of the ship has a bumper sticker on it that says, "We break for nobody." <laughs> the the stretch of the ship lasts over a minute. <laughs> yes. I can't last. I can't remember if it was one or two, but it goes well over oh. a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I believe the Star Destroyer in Star Wars is nothing more than twenty <laughs> seconds, maybe fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> a great start. But so. even better, it they do the exact same shot, not just in that, but in Alien also when they go over the Nostromo. That's and you see right. how gigantic it is. So yeah. is it a take on Star Wars or is it a take on Alien? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, inside, we are shown that one of the cadets has contacted Lord Dark Helmet <laughs> when they've reached Planet Druidia. <laughs> Home of the Druid. <laughs> it's going to be hard getting through this. <laughs> Home of the Reformed. He then goes over Dark Helmet's helmet. <laughs> No, he doesn't. He just goes kind of to the side, just kind of around it. (laughs) When he informs them that he contacted President Scroob. Not not exactly over it, sir. More more to the side. I'll always call you first. Um, (laughs) It's going to be very hard to get through. Okay, now, just before we get any further, dark... Helmets, <laughs> costume. Like I get these, got the balls, and then the <laughs> dick tie. But is he a schoolboy or is it like medieval? Like he's got the medieval trousers on and the tights. Is it a play to the medieval kind of? He looks like a Darth Vader Funko doll. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls out a ring and c- scares the cadet. In the greatest oh shit ever uttered on screen. Oh, oh. shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that. <laughs> oh! Oh! Blasts him in the balls with a laser beam from his. He doesn't blast him. He grips them. <laughs> oh, yeah. He grips them. <laughs> Lord Helmet is furious but informs his henchman, Colonel Sanders, <laughs> their plan once they reach Druidia's atmosphere. Cut to planet Druidia. <laughs> we are shown that Princess Vespa, the daughter of Druish King Roland, is about to get married to a guy named Prince Valium, who has a sleeping <laughs> disorder. <laughs> As she approaches the altar, she tells her father that she doesn't love the guy and she's about to marry and leaves the wedding. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> She and her caretaker, a robot named Dot Matrix, a joke that's now old, because nothing is Dot Matrix anymore. <laughs> yeah, I still never got that. But oh. I love the priest play-by-play as the princess <laughs> is running out of the church. Going right past the altar, <laughs> down the ramp, and out, out the door. <laughs> door. <laughs> they escape in the new Mercedes space cruiser <laughs> that Roland has purchased. Did you guys pay attention? What year... Is that white Mercedes? 2001. One. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Did he 
you notice it? 2001. 2001. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, this is a great. Fr- we get introduced to Joan Rivers as Dot Matrix. Uh, bless her heart, she killed it as the role oh, yeah. of a fake C3PO. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to her virgin virgin alarm later. <laughs> it's set it's to go off before you do. <laughs> uh, but I love the fact that they have basically just shown you everything in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a princess, but we get to see Alderaan now. We, and it's oh, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, prince Valium is a handsome man, but he's the only prince left in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Every time I watch A New Hope, I picture Druidia. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's, hey, that's it. There yeah. you go. That's now, at what point did Mel Brooks say, you know what? I don't want a Luke. I don't want a Han Solo. I want a Luke Solo. <laughs> I don't know. But he done good. He done good. He done good. He done Real good. good. Uh, we are then shown the outside of a Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> With greatest intro music and intro to any space shuttle or spaceship. Now, who is it? Who's singing the song? Uh, is that Motley Crue? I don't know. I thought maybe you would know. Um, Skid Row, I'm Cinderella. Just, just jamming, dude. <laughs> so, raise your hands when you want to get some. <laughs> uh, Lone's inside, the captain, Lone Star, is seen asleep at the wheel while his companion Barf is seen stuffing his face. Barf. <laughs> Barf. They then get a call from an associate of ruthless mobster Pizza the Hut, Pizza the Hut. <laughs> who was played by Dom DeLuise. Who refused to get back in the suit after he was done shooting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Pizza tells Lone Star the job he was originally hired to do, got screwed up, and now he's owed one million space bucks. <laughs> and the money has to be paid by a certain time or else pizza is going to send out for you. <laughs> You're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so now you get you get a take on Jabba the Hutt, and I'm thinking a take on Max Headroom. You're not familiar with Max Headroom? I'm not. Okay. That shouldn't be surprising. That's, that's an 80s character. From what? From a TV show called Max Headroom. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, born in... Got what ninety one? Yeah, we're yeah ninety oners. Okay. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we know who Mel Brooks is. <laughs> <laughs> the next call they get is from King Roland, who wants Lone Star and Barf to track down Princess Vespa, but unfortunately, he thinks the space balls might have to get to her first. They manage to locate the position of her Mercedes space cruiser and rescue her. And if at all possible, could you? Could you please get the car? <laughs> <laughs> save my daughter. Save the car. And if it's possible, save, save, save the car. car. Uh, oh, you're starting to get a little fuzzy there. <laughs> uh, this is a, I, I love the fact that this goes back and forth. And the, the rep, rep, uh, repartee between Barf and Lone Star is so seamless. It's like you would have thought they'd it's been really riding natural. together for, for, for years. We're not just doing this for money. We're doing it for, for a, a shitload of, of money. Oh, yeah, shit, <laughs> shitload of money. You're right. <laughs> and when you're right, you're, you're right. right. <laughs> Lone Star decides to make quick tracks to escape. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They get to the Mercedes. It's pulled in by the tractor beam. Now we get to jam the signal. <laughs> Joel. <laughs> <laughs> we get Michael Winslow re- redoing his Police Academy sounds. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> 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 
quit using that. I'm right here. I wrote on my nose, my son. It's got the beeps, the sweeps, and the creeps. The what? What? The what? You know, the bleeps. The sweeps. And the creeps. That's not always lost. <laughs> Sir, it appears we've been jammed. Raspberry. There's only one I man. I hate raspberry. Who would dare give me the raspberry? Lone Star. <laughs> and then the camera hits him. <laughs> also... The asshole scene happens. Yes. Oh. Yes, favorite scene. Fire a warning shot across their nose. And we missed the Mr. Coffee. If we, <laughs> we could honestly read we, this script. We yeah. really could. Uh, we, or we'll be here. Well, he night. always has coffee when he watches Radar. Oh, Of course. Of course he does. You know Whoa. that. Of course I know that, sir. Everybody knows that. Of course we do, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> now that I've had my coffee, I'm ready to watch, watch Mr. Radar. Radar. <laughs> Right here, sir. <laughs> but the asshole scene is great. Uh, all the so assholes on board. Keep firing, <laughs> assholes. <laughs> I told you to fire across her nose, not up it. <laughs> Lone Star decides to make quick tracks to escape Spaceball One and Dark Helmet. He puts the Winnebago into hyperactive mode <laughs> and makes quick tracks. Dark Helmet decides to go after them, but to catch up, they put Spaceball 1 into ludicrous speed. <laughs> Fasten all seatbelts. Seal the, the home zoo. <laughs> and then they go plaid? What was it? They've gone, gone to plaid. they gone to plaid. Yeah. <laughs> ludicrous. Yeah, ludicrous. ludicrous. And then we have a five-minute smoke break. <laughs> yeah, smoke them if you got them. <laughs> they overshoot Spaceball w or the Winnebago flying about two <laughs> weeks ahead, apparently, according to uh, Barf. And uh, they stop it immediately, throwing Dark Helmet straight into the console, <laughs> knocking him out. <laughs> so are you all right, sir? <laughs> Fine. How are you? How have you been? <laughs> Fine, sir. <laughs> good. It's a good thing you're wearing that helmet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what should we do now? Well, are oh. we stopped? <laughs> yes, 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 we sir. are. Good. Well, why don't we take a five-minute break? <laughs> yes, sir. Great. Smoke if you got him. Smoke if you got him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, JC. <laughs> Just as they're all set to go home, the Winnebago runs out of gas, and they crash into a remote desert planet. They don't, we're never given the name of the planet. No. <laughs> okay. Dink, dink. It, maybe it's Dinkland. Which, by the way, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay, uh, Lone Star tells. Okay, Lone Star and Vespa get into a huge fight about what they can take with them. Wait, wait, we missed the whole Perry Air. Oh, where he where he sniffs the can. <laughs> he sniffs the can and then he gets beamed. Yes. <laughs> Why did anybody tell me my ass was so big? <laughs> <laughs> Scotty beamed me twice, sir. <laughs> it, it was, was wonderful. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so they had the Star Trek in there for yes. sure. Uh. Yeah, and even blatantly saying Star Trek. Yeah, I I love I love the fact that they beam just to the next room. Yes. Though. <laughs> this time I'm walking. <laughs> uh, okay, so they get lost in the desert. Oh no, Barf informs them that they have to make haste before Spaceball One comes back to make them all dead. So they grab only what the they need to survive. <laughs> and I can't and live without it. <laughs> They're carrying a big ass trunk. Across the desert, and Lone Star finally has enough, and he goes, what the hell's in this thing? Open it up, and it's the biggest fucking hair dryer you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and this gives me, I, I, this is a scene that you could tell 
Han Solo would have said. Oh. All right, princess. The fairy tale's over. <laughs> Welcome to real life. You want that? You carry it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you are ugly when you are yeah. angry. <laughs> uh, they get lost in the desert and think everything is hopeless. During the night, Lone Star and Vespa share a mutual attraction to each other. And then they are interrupted by Dot Matrix's virgin alarm, <laughs> which is set to go off before you do. <laughs> this is where we learn about the Ford Galaxy. Yes. <laughs> he was raised by monks. Uh, who, were, who took a vow of silence. <laughs> so he couldn't tell him what it meant, what no. his neck was meant. <laughs> Convenient. This actually was a story idea by Ju George Lucas to have for Han Solo, that he was actually going to be royalty. I'm so happy they took it out. And that he denied that future to huh. do his own thing. Huh. In fact, some have speculated that when he went to Disney saying, hey, here are some ideas I have, that that was one of the things that was going to be revealed. Oh. Um, that he was actually a prince at one point. Uh, huh. So, yeah, that was something that, that almost ended up in <coughs> Star Wars. I do want to acknowledge one of my favorite scenes of all movies growing up, which happens right before this. It's just a very quick cutaway back to the ship with Lord Helmet, <laughs> where they are, they put in Spaceballs the cassette. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? This is now. <laughs> what? When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. <laughs> <laughs> when? Just now. <laughs> <laughs> Going through all of Mel Brooks's VHS. <laughs> back on Spaceball. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot this part. We, we got to get... Uh, the next day, after walking for hours, it looks like they're goners, but thankfully they're rescued by a group of small people who are followers, followers of the almighty yogurt. Dink, dink. Dink, 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 dink. The dinks. Dink, dink. And one of the dinks is actually the little person from Bad Santa. No way. Yes. No shit. Dead serious. I was like, oh my God, that's him. This must have been one of his wow. first roles. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Uh, now, back on Spaceball 1, Dark Comet is desperate to locate Vespa as President Scrooge informs him they can use her for ransom to get a crack at Druidia's heir. So in order to locate exactly where they are, Colonel oh, Sanders dang. informs them about a new technology they can use <laughs> called Instant Video, where they can watch the movie as it's being made. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> this is now. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, they fast forward too far and are at the now moment of the movie. <laughs> 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 they then manage to locate the group on the moon of Vega. There they are. They're on the moon of okay. Vega. Spaceball One heads to Vega to locate them in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites. Dark Helmet instructs his minions to literally comb the desert for the foursome. <laughs> you find anything yet? <laughs> we ain't found shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is I, re I remember when I had my first personal computer and you could download sounds and make them for different things like your know, mail would mm -hmm. come up different movie sounds and stuff and one of them was we ain't found shit <laughs> whenever my email would come out empty <laughs> um, yeah this, this is such a good play on words comb the desert and then you see two guys two sets of guys with pretty large combs and then one with an afro pick <laughs> <laughs> Shit! <laughs> um, I love that Darth, or sorry, Dark, Dark Helmet. Yeah, Dark Helmet is even. He's questioned by Sandra. He's like, "Why are we doing this? Like, I don't know. I'm just doing what I'm told. I follow orders." Now, did we? Is does this pass the part where he's playing with his dolls? 
Oh. I believe. I don't think that's happened. Has no. that happened yet? No. Or is it when they uh, when they arrive at Vega? No, because no, they don't because know that she's they, gone. Yeah. No, to Earth. It happened before because after they're on Vega, the next time he's on the ship, yeah. he has the princess. Okay. But wait, no. No. Yes, no. no, no. Because then it's he's later. Playing, it's later. Like because they, cause they come back and get the princess. Yeah. Okay. No, it's, yeah. it's later. Okay. Because he goes to look for the princess. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, do you have that set up? Yeah. That whole piece of dialogue? I'm going to try. I'm going to follow. Okay. <laughs> Baseball one heads to the, okay yeah we have but they're taken to Yogurt's underground lair where he teaches the group about the wonderful world of movie tie-in merchandising. <laughs> merchandising. <laughs> merchandising. And this is a this is a joke to George Lucas because George Lucas said yes you can make this movie as long as you don't merchandise anything. <laughs> so he said oh, okay no. and he made an entire scene of merchandising but they never sold a single thing outside of the movie. Which what a shame. Yeah. I know because the amount Spaceballs the, the flamethrower. <laughs> Kids Even love this. Spaceballs, the toilet paper. Spaceballs, the blanket that uh, uh, Emperor Screw. What is that? Scrooge. Scrooge. Which is it which is Brooks misaligned. Come walk this way. Take a look. We put the pictures n- name on everything. Merchandising. <laughs> merchandising. <laughs> Where real, real money, money from the movie is from. <laughs> Spaceballs, the T-shirt. Spaceballs, the coloring book. Spaceballs, the lunchbox. Spaceballs, the breakfast cereal. Spaceballs, the flamethrower. <laughs> and finally, Spaceballs, the, the doll. One. Me. May the Schwartz be with you. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> uh, yeah. The trick. Uh, <laughs> I'm lost now. He also teaches Lone Star the power of a magical force in the universe called the Schwartz. <laughs> Lone Star asks Yogurt about the medallion he wears on his neck, and Yogurt translates it. <laughs> No, I was clearing my throat. <laughs> uh, he tells him that it'll be later revealed to him at the proper time. I never noticed it was such a play on Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew the statue thing, but the characters themselves, Farfly and Princess, yeah, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the Scarecrow being Lone Star. Yeah. The whole shebang. You have huh. the Tin Man. Dorothy. Dang. Dorothy. Yeah. yeah. Movie's good. Um, it, it hits on so many levels. It yeah. does. <laughs> Uh, Spaceball One finally arrives in Vega. Dark Helmet decides to trick Vespa into thinking that he's in fact her father, King Roland. <laughs> Fool you! <laughs> Would I lie? <laughs> are we are we yet in playing with his dolls yet? Dang it! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, because he has to take her to the ship. Yeah. And okay. Then they have to kidnap have her to back. Don't they Is kidnap? Is this before the s- the the plastic surgeon, plastic surgeon, and uh, whatever it's professor it's Dr. At- Schlotnick? <laughs> Isn't it after? It might be. Be I'll find it on the script. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the sh- whole. You have the script up. there. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll have the cleavage. <laughs> The trick works, and Lone Star, Dot, Matrix, and Barf decide to go after her and destroy Spaceball 1 in the process. Lone Star is given the Ring of the Schwartz, as well as a fortune cookie, which Yogurt explicitly instructs him to open before eating. He also hands them a can of special liquid Schwartz fuel to use if needed. You find it yet? (laughs) No. I'm trying to. We ain't found shit! (laughs) I found found that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, I'm here. Okay. It's, uh... 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the ring of the Schwartz. No, I can't take this. Take it, yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> is it is are we at the now now? Now? Yes, yeah, so. Are you past the now? <laughs> we'll be there soon. <laughs> <laughs> we just missed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, Lone Star just climbs into the Eagle 5, starts it up, and takes off towards space. Mm-hmm. Now. All right. Okay. Talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, Princess Vespa. <laughs> At last, I have you in my clutches to have my way with you the way I want to. No, no, please. Leave me alone. No, you are mine. Not so fast, helmet. Lone Star. Yes, it's me. I'm here to save my girlfriend. Hi, Hi honey. Now, now, now you're going to die. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, what did you do to my friend? The same thing I'm going to do to you, big boy. Oh, oh. Now, Princess Vespa, at last we are alone. No, no, I hate you, I hate you. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yet, I do find you strangely attractive. Of course you do. Druish princesses are always attracted to money and power. <laughs> and I have both, and you know it. No, You me alone. know it. <laughs> no, kiss me. No. Yes. No. Yes. No, no. <laughs> Your helmet is so big. <laughs> Beautiful reenactment. <laughs> Thank <Joel>. you. <laughs> you need it at the bridge, sir. Knock on my door. <laughs> Knock next time. Yes, sir. Did you see anything? No, no sir. sir. I, I didn't, didn't see you playing, playing with your dolls, dolls again. <laughs> Good. Down the toilet. <laughs> oh, God. And we're back. Yes. <laughs> back on Planet Spaceball, Dark Helmet has arrived and has presented President Scrooge with Princess Vespa, who they will use to scheme King Roland into giving them the combination to Rogue One Scarif, pl- I mean, Planet Druidia's Pr- air shield, <laughs> destroying Planet Druidia and saving Planet Spaceball. After threatening to give Princess Vespa back her old nose, oh. <laughs> <laughs> King Roland agrees to give up the combination. One. One. One, two, 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 three, 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 four, 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 five, five. five. Wait, the, the combination what? of the airlock is one, two, three, four, four five. Only that's that's some, that's something that an idiot would have on his luggage. Which is the exact same combination that President Scrooge has on his luggage. It's amazing. <laughs> As they look panicking at each other. Scrooge orders Spaceball 1 ready for departure and to have the combination on his luggage changed. (laughs) 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 Barf, Lone Star, and Dot Matrix finally manage to head to Planet Spaceball and locate Princess Vespa in a remote prison cell. No, (laughs) Bob. She's a base. She's a base. (laughs) But to do so requires getting past several heavily armed Spaceballs. They managed to successfully do so. <laughs> then they hightail it out of the prison and head for Spaceball One. But but <laughs> can we just can we just point out that Princess Vespa's stunt double <laughs> looks an awful <laughs> like Adolf Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> you idiots! You've captured their stunt doubles. All for naught. <laughs> and what a perfect way yeah, yeah. to just be like, we don't feel like writing the story. <laughs> 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 oh, Lucas, you dropped the ball on that one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Spaceball uh. One has managed to successfully penetrate Planet Druidia's air shield. But in order to get the air out, Dark Helmet flips a switch and has Spaceball One transformed into a maid with a giant vacuum cleaner. She's gone from suck to blow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a giant maid. 
Lone Star, Barf, Vespa, and Dot Matrix marvel at the trans transformation. Just as it looks like Spaceball 1 is successful in sucking off all the air. Sucking <laughs> up. The mountain that is taken, it's all taken, was a take on the Paramount Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> Lone Star uses his shorts training to turn the vacuum off. <laughs> Just, it's got to switch on the outside, apparently. Yeah, That's yeah. all it needs. Oh, yeah. It's it's almost as convoluted as a tiny little uh, exhaust port in a Death Star. <laughs> it's oh. Mega Man. <laughs> She's gone from suck to blow. <laughs> <laughs> then they fly into the ear of Mega Man. <laughs> uh, Lone Star meets up. With Dark Helmet, as he's about to hit the emergency glass to stop everything. And after a Schwartz measuring contest, <laughs> I see your Schwartz is as, as big, big as mine. We got our Schwartzes twisted. I hate when I get my Schwartz twisted. Maybe I if I just it. put my foot up on your knee, just like this, we can. Yeah, 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 yes, yes, just like that. Yeah. I love the fact that they start their swords at their crotches. Yeah. And the battle itself has everything go wrong you wish had gone wrong in the actual Star Wars movies. Where they, they actually strike. They strike the guy, the cameraman. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> what? Also, oh, let's not forget the Vulcan neck pinch. Yes. <laughs> and they death, title death by the Vulcan yes. neck pinch. And then death by shaving cream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, so oh <laughs> after a Schwartz measuring contest, Dark Helmet reveals, reveals that there's two sides to every Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where is it? Where is it? There's a good side and the bad side. See, he got the good side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your father's cousin's <laughs> brother's-in-law's ex-roommate. What does that make us? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. <laughs> which is what I'm going to do to you. <laughs> uh, Lone Star without his ring. <laughs> oh, he tricks him into giving the ring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <that great? laughs> What's with you, man? <laughs> yeah. Oh, here, here you go. Oh, oh, you fell for it again. <laughs> oh, I can't believe this. The ring, I can't believe you fell for the oldest <laughs> trick in the book. What a goof. <laughs> I love the fact that Rick Moranis, that was his choice to make his voice lower. He wasn't supposed to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> What's with you, man? <laughs> You know what? No, here, let me give it back to you. <laughs> oh, oh, you fell for that too. <laughs> uh, he hits the. He's been, yeah, my throat's starting to hurt. A spaceball one self destruct button. The space balls and everyone and everything inside the ship flee. That is, except for Dark Helmet, Colonel Sanders, and President Scroob. They all hit to their. Uh, Do the Ghostbusters move. <laughs> space balls! Watch out! <laughs> Your favorite music. <laughs> and <laughs> the ship self-destructs, and Mega Maid's head crash lands on an ape planet. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! What are those? What are those things coming out of her nose? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! There goes the planet. No movie oh is safe. God. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, uh, the countdown. The countdown's great. Oh yeah. But do you think? That they're going to show the Statue of Liberty blowing up in the new Apes movie? Um, it's cold. There's a wooded area. Could be New York. I th Didn't you allude in when we were talking about the Apes movie about how that movie may end? We that was JC. It was JC. JC. Where, it may, where Planet of the Apes begins. Um, so I don't know if we'll see the Statue of Liberty. Damn you. <laughs> you damn dirty apes. Damn you. Oh, the hell. <laughs> Is that Jane Silent Bob Strike Back? 
Yes. Damn you. Fuck. Mother, mother, fuck. Mother, mother, fuck. Fuck, mother, fuck. Noich, noich, noich. Weed smoking, weed drinking, weed drinking. Oh, I can do that whole damn thing. We got the bucks. Roll them joints and smoke Fifteen bucks, little yeah. man. Put, put that, that shit in my hand. hand. If you don't, if that well, money if doesn't you show, then you owe me, owe me, oh. My jungle love. Oh, we, oh, we, oh. I think I want to know you, know you. What the hell's that? Yeah, what? The 80s style. You all don't know jungle love? That shit is the mad man. note. Written by God herself and sent down to the greatest band in the world. <laughs> the most fucking time. The time. time. <laughs> mean the band from that 80s video? Don't you ever rain? insult the time. <laughs> Don't you ever say a word about more staying the time? <laughs> we may be doing James on the Bob Strike back at some point. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, we'll have a f- <laughs> four wax <laughs> for that, for that one. one. Yeah, clerks three times. I don't know. Uh, it was it was Yoko Hosers if you watch it. <laughs> that tangent was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> the apes are horrified to discover that their planet is being taken over by space balls. Back on the Winnebago, Lone Star and Barp learn that Pizza the Hut has kicked the bucket and they don't owe him anything anymore. Uh, he ate himself to death. <laughs> <laughs> Victorious, <clears throat> Lone Star heads for Druidia and drops Vespa off at the castle. They resume where they left off with the princess marrying or attempting to marry Prince Valium. As they walk down the aisle, Vespa is stunned to learn that Lone Star didn't take the money he was offered. Only enough for gas and food. <laughs> Lone Star and Barf were seen at the random space gas station filling up and stopping in the coffee shop. <laughs> They were horrified by the contents of today's special <laughs> and quickly get the check and make a beeline for the door. Should we talk about this scene? I f- yeah. I mean, it was in our trailers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, we my baby. About Hello, Apes. my honey. We talked about Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. Star Trek, Star Wars. Now we're hitting Alien, Alien. With, with John Hurt. John Hurt and a parody of the rest of the cast. Yes. And and apparently the alien being a parody of Michigan J Frog. Yes. <laughs> from Looney Tunes. <laughs> it just it looks so menacing and then when it puts the little top hat on it's like Not again. <laughs> Check please. <laughs> what did he have? The special. Change mine to the soup. <laughs> it's just it's so like oh, it comes out of nowhere. I I love the so joke well coming done. beforehand. And he starts feeling around all over the place. <laughs> I think we on Pluto. <laughs> I said, how do you know? He said, from the bark. <laughs> <laughs> and then he keels over. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, typical Mel Brooks. Just, I'm done. I'm happy. Everything's going down. Barf is still hungry, so they take a crack at the fortune cookie that Yogurt had given them. Yogurt appears. Yogurt, yogurt, yogurt reveals exactly what the medallion that Lone Star wears on his neck is. It's a royal birth certificate. It certifies that Lone Star, it, Lone Star is the son of a king and queen, and if they hurry, Lone Star could have a princess in their future. And tells them, may the Schwartz may the be with you. What a world. What a world. Now we're at Wizard of Oz, <laughs> yes. which is where they filmed. Yes. If he had thrown a, if he said, Man. break this gold brick. <laughs> it, <laughs> they quickly turn around and head back for Druidia. Just as it looks like the wedding is unavoidable, when the preacher gets to the speak now or forever hold your peace part, Lone Star shows up and tells Vespa that he's a certified a prince. Certified prince. Don't be sorry. Be quiet. <laughs> We're going to do the short, short version of this. Do, do you? you? Yes. Good. Good. Kiss her. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> they get married and sail off into deep space in the Winnebago, oh. and credits roll. Um, okay, I think I, I well, okay. In the comedy parody genre, Sam, what grade would you give this movie? An A, B, C, D, or F? Uh, man, I'm gonna give it a B minus. Wow! No, I'm gonna give it a B. I'm gonna give it a B. Wow! I did not see that coming. I didn't see that coming. Joel, what is your pinnacle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is your A? Like, I mean, I'm fine. For, the par- I, for a parody movie. For a parody movie? I get I get wrecked all the time for being a low grader. <laughs> all the time. Even my even my cousin at the beach, he does the uh, ta- untapped or whatever the brew app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. App. And I was I did I never went above four. And he's like, <laughs> is this a joke? He's like, what? I was like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there would ever be a five. And so by the end of the week, I did. Coors Light, five out of five stars. He's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> but you curve breaker. <laughs> Maybe well, there's no well such thing as a perfect score. Yes, there is, because that movie can still come out. Well, here's the thing. The reason I give it a B is because I re- after rewatching it, there were some points where I'm like, yeah, that's just awful. I wasn't laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in the company of others, c- you <laughs> might be laughing at those parts though, because. Laughter is communal. Very true, um, except in my case, Anchorman. You can't get me to laugh through that movie once. Really? Brick killed a guy with a trident. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> there was a horse and a man on fire, and I killed the guy with a trident. <laughs> the second one sucked. Oh, trust me. I, I was paid to sit through that. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, let me just so you know, I know you said there's no such thing as a perfect score, in theory. In theory. Yeah. JC and I, when we started this podcast, we came up with the idea of having a pantheon of different genres. And that if we both gave it an A, it went into the pantheon, and there were only seven allowed in the pantheon. Oh, shit. So we had a pantheon of seven action movies, seven comedies, seven. And if a movie got in, we both gave it an A, and we already had seven in there, then we had to figure out which one is getting knocked out. Okay. Or is this one going to get just an extra recess? Okay. I like Um, that. See, but here's the thing compared to. His other films, mm-hmm. not his best film. Okay. It's hilarious. Okay, I still laugh, but a History of the World Part One yes. is still, I think, his superior, if not Young Frankenstein, and then Blazing Saddles. So you got three movies already ahead of it. Yes. So I oh think a B man. is a very fair score. Okay. I think it's. I think it's great. It's not horrible. It's not bad. No. It's great. It's not the best comedy. It's above average. It's just not <coughs> super. Yes. Joel, what do you think? That's a good point. I like that. Oh, no. <laughs> but what I'm saying. <laughs> let's go. I would, I would love to go back oh, to yeah, my you, first you, show. You like that point? I did. Yeah, I made that up. Think for yourself. Don't be sheep. <laughs> oh, I'm not. Because you remember when I said my original grading scale of if I'll watch it again, it's a three. Yeah. If I'll watch it, if I'll get excited to watch it, it'll be around the B. Okay. And then, but. I've bought this movie. Hmm. I have watched it intentionally <laughs> for no reason. So many times. And I can I know more about this movie than I do about Star Wars. <laughs> Which again, <Shit>. surprise. <laughs> but this I mean it, this would go in my my top 10 comedies mm-hmm. if I had to take 10 with me if I were moving and I could only take 10 wow. comedies. Okay. I would put this one in there purely, but again, nostalgia is different than looking at it from a theatrical standpoint. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I would put Dumb and Dumber in there too and Caddyshack. 
may they, they may not be the best movies, but is, if we're going comedy parody, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a movie that parodies. Well, Robin Hood, Men in Tights is a parody. More like, yes. but like more s- oh my God, specific. So but they nailed so many. Air- Airplane. But Airplane, like, yeah. But I mean, we already said they hit Star Wars, they hit Star Trek, they hit Alien. They nailed every sci-fi film. Nobody had ever done that. The the closest Airplane Two tried. Cabin in, Cabin in the Woods. Not before Spaceballs, though. Oh, not before Spaceballs. Right. Yeah. The the closest one I can think of off the top of my head Anxiety? right now. Hmm? Anxiety. Was that before Spaceballs? Not his best film, but still good. I don't think so. Okay. I, it, it may have been. It, yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Okay. Yeah. But the only movie I think that comes close to touching Star Wars from a comical standpoint is Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I give this an A. This okay. is... I don't know. You ever heard of Space Thumbs? No. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I have. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've, I've never har- seen How about Hardware Wars? Have you seen that? No. Oh, look that up. Hardware okay. Wars is great. Right. Um, that's on YouTube. Also, co- uh, Troops, Jeez. the cops parody. I haven't Super seen that Troopers? One yet. No, Ooh. Troops. Is that a parody? Yeah. Super Broken Troopers li- isn't a parody. No. Would Broken Lou? <coughs> yeah, Broken. That's not a, that's not a parody. Club, that's a comedy. But yes. would Club Dread have been one? Uh, n- a parody of a Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville. <laughs> <laughs> like par- like Pina Colada Land, wasn't that what it was? Like a parody of the teen slasher, like sex films. Yeah. Scream. S- scream. Scream, I think, tried to. Scream was an homage. Serious. It was an homage. Um, yeah. What was the other one? Uh, Club Dread made me think of it. I don't even know what you're talking about. Dang it. I'll think of it. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, in a comedy parody, I'm going to give this one a, let's see. I got to think of all the ones that I do enjoy. And although this one is the most unique, it is in its, it's in a class of its own with sci-fi. For sure. I can't. Find too, I can't think of too many comedies that have parodied or satirized science fiction as well as Spaceballs. But I'm not asking for comedy parody of a sci-fi film. It's got to be po- comedy parody of a film. Yeah. I'm going to give this a B plus, right. A minus. Uh, you know what? I'm giving it an A minus. I'm yeah. giving it an A minus. I got to give it an A minus because... I g- pressure. No, not just that. <laughs> it, you fold. Much Think of how much, much our faces hurt right now. Oh, yeah. It's There's something about this movie that you can enjoy when you're 9, mm-hmm. when you're 15, when you're 21, when you're 37. And it's when you're... just, it's timeless. Yeah. And what I love about, like about this movie is that this movie fills every plot hole in in the most ridiculous way possible <laughs> and shows no shame in doing it. <laughs> and so I, I have to give this the A minus. Uh, I think I think the way that we set it up was that if it was an A or A minus, it's going to go in the Pantheon. We don't have a Pantheon, though, for comedy parodies. We just have one for comedies. Pantheon for comedies has not been touched yet. Nobody's come up with one yet that we've reviewed yet. Okay. So this is the first one being inducted into the comedy Pantheon. Because we have to review them in order to get them in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool, man. That's yeah. That's all right. <laughs> it's, it's all right. So it's like if two people give it an A range, no, I, I, I understand in. your rules, and I, ex- it's, it's your podcast, dude. <laughs> 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 so possible movies that we would have to review: the movie I was thinking of, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stop. Oh man, Woodshop. F. No. F. That movie is 
Hard F. You are a dick. That's a movie. That brilliant hard amazing. F. Hard F. If you don't laugh when the guy's dick is on the window. That was the only part I laughed at. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all this equipment. What do you use? Oh, I just press play on my iPod. <laughs> but it, that is so today. Yes, it is. No, it's very, yes, it is. But I've also, I always throw this argument out. Mm-hmm. I hate Anchorman. Okay. That's it's just that type of humor. I just does not get You me. also hate Andy Samberg, though. I don't care for him. So, would you say that that definitely plays a part in why you don't like that movie? No, because he's his, in the whole lon- movie. But his Lonely <laughs> Island stuff, yeah, I do enjoy. Okay, I think it's hilarious. Well, all the Judge songs of this were Lonely nine. Island songs. Not they were. Yeah. Well, they made them. Uh, okay. Well, I've only I've only liked and heard the hit ones, the well, ones that everybody's fucking. No, well, the the, the soundtrack like itself. Laden. <laughs> the the movie itself was turned into the soundtrack, and the soundtrack was the newest. Lonely Island album. Yeah. So oh. it's not that. This, the Lonely Island guys wrote the movie, directed the well, movie. They did it themselves. Yeah, yeah I know. So would you consider Shaun of the Dead parody? Uh, Hell yes. No. Oh. It makes fun of zombies. Sweet. <laughs> and I, I will say this, and it's because there are moments in the movie, they, they take the plot seriously. They take the plot of the movie seriously, just with two very funny characters. Okay, so then it's not a parody because you can't take it seriously. So, Spinal Tap, mockumentary. F- oh, so, are we gonna have to have go. a different? Are we so, Pop Star would be a mockumentary. Are we gonna have a difference between parody and mockumentary? Yes. Yes, there is. All right, let's do it. Because mm. Pop Star would be a mockumentary. Yes, and I would say this: Spinal Tap is the number one. Oh yes. I would then say what we do in the shadows is number two. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would say Pop Star is number three. Spinal Tap's been listening like the top twenty-five movies you need to see before you die. Oh, you'll see it. Don't worry. Wait, what? No, I'm saying like I've looked at lists. Have of, like, you seen Spinal Tap? No, I haven't. You. He'll My, get. He'll, oh. he'll get there. It's uh, again. That's one I wanted to see. <laughs> My brother watched it. He returned it to Blockbuster before I saw it. We had now the movie point. pass. I mean, we had going to, go to Spaceballs one yeah. more time. Uh-huh. It occurred to me that even though it is a parody, the plot for a science fiction film, if, you, if you've never watched it, if, you, if somebody tells you a very serious version of this film, mm-hmm. there's a princess. She runs away because she doesn't want to be married. She's picked up by this evil empire. It's in space, obviously. They don't have any air. They've run out. They want that air. That's pretty terrifying. If, you're, yes. if you make a serious film... To be to have a, a suffocate an entire planet, mm-hmm. it's pretty dark. But I just I thought it was a little cool little thing. No, no, they, it, it. I like the fact that George Lucas and Mel Brooks were totally in on uh, this whole thing. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, uh, but that's it for Spaceballs right there. So a B, an A minus, an A. That's all I got time for today, Movie Planeteers. You can email the Movie Planet using the address movieplanetpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to pass the word on to your friends about the show. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, Podbean, or Spotify, and help the show get on its feet with a four- or five-star review. Tweet with any questions, comments, theories, and I'll try to fit them into the show next time we're on the air. Send those tweets to at movieplanetpod, and like us on Facebook and Instagram using the links in the show notes. Special thanks to Twisterium and Sound J Music for providing our intro music and our ending music. Thanks for listening, and happy movie watching. <laughs>